welcome to the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums and happy Grandmother's Day. I'm sure we have grandmothers here as well. Yes? Every mother and every grandmother is amazing what we go through. For those that don't know me, I have four children, 11 grandchildren so far. And so I've been through all those stages, you know, the the early stage where you pace up and down because the baby's crying, you don't know what's wrong, so you cry as well. And then, well, that's what I did. And then there's a stage where you think it was all worth it because they put their little arms around your neck and say, Mummy, I love you. And that's so sweet. And then one day they wake up and all of a sudden they're teenagers and they realise that mum and dad know nothing. And they know everything. True? And then they get to the stage where they start to drive and so uh, I used to, I didn't want to go down the corridor in the middle of the night opening up every bedroom door but but I used to stand at the lounge window, look out the driveway and count if there were six cars in the driveway. And if there was, then I could sleep peacefully. And then they get married and have children of their own. And they, they would ring up in the middle of the night. Mum, I don't know what to do. I can't, you won't stop crying. And then you get to the stage where you have when they're in their 40s and they go, Mum, I don't know how you did it. They finally realise. And now I'm getting my teenage grandchildren ring me up and go, Nonna, can we talk? Mum and Dad don't understand. I think, yes, that's right. You tell them. So I was looking in my little treasure box the other day, and not treasure of jewellery, but this is what I found. And these are my little treasures, because I love things like this, and I've been storing them up for years and years. I don't know if there's anyone else like that here, but I do. These little things, and like I said, one of my children's in his late 30s, and the other three are in their 40s. So these have been around for a long time these little cards that I got from kindergarten and school. Is there any other mother that keeps all their stuff like that? I had so many, but I thought I'd just share a few with you, if that's okay. It's really special to me. And there's these little hankies that they made. And they meant so much because they were done by your child's hands. And that, these were the little Mother's Day presents that they used to bring me. And they were so special. Is there other mums that do that? That keep them? They are. They're precious. They might, you know, at, sometimes they bring home paintings and things and you kind of think, oh, more rubbish. And, and the fri- my fridges are now covered fridge and freezer in, in grandkids' pictures. But... As they get older, it becomes really special. You look back and you think, ah, I remember that. 
I remember that. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? You know, sometimes I think, I wonder if God, when I was saying uh, children, wake up and go, oh, I know it all. I wonder if God felt like that sometimes, how we children of God sometimes get to that place where we think we know it all and it's, oh, yeah, all right. Okay. You've still got a lot to learn, and we do, and we keep learning every day, every day. Every day, as we go into God's Word, every day. I've been a, a, a Christian now for 36 years. Every day I'm still learning. Every time we look into the Word of God, He's still telling me something. He's still teaching me something. We always need to look with our hearts open, our hearts ready to receive. It's not just a book. The author is in there speaking to you mm. every day. Amen. Every day. Oh, Thank you. oh, yes. Okay, that wasn't my message. So <laughs> let's get down to business. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you do speak to us as we look into your word. And I thank you, Lord for open hearts here to receive your word. I thank you for a fresh empowering this morning, a fresh filling this morning of every person here. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Well, if you thought I was just going to bring a sweet little Mother's Day message, I thought about it, but I kept getting, no, I have to share this. Okay, so I'm going to, for the sake of time, I'm not going to look through all the scriptures, but in, I'll start in Judges 13 to 16. Now, those chapters talk about Samson. Already you're thinking, what has Samson and Delilah got to do with Mother's Day, right? Okay, they're talking about Samson and how his parents, uh, how the angel of the Lord came to his parents and, and said, you're going to have this child and, and he's going to be special and how to bring him up and all of that. How important it is how we bring our children up, right? It's very important. Now, because we're raising up the next generation and it is a very important thing. Now, he gets to... This is what God was saying to me. As I was reading this... I just felt God say, you know what? You know how Samson had his hair cut and they bound him and he lost his, he lost his power because he was bound. He was bound by the enemy and he lost his power. He lost his strength that God had given him. That was a gift from God. It really had nothing to do with his hair, but it was obedience that he was not to cut his hair. And it was what God has, had given him as a gift, right? And he lost his strength because of that haircut, right? And I just felt God say, we have seen, the church has seen that. And when I say the church, I'm talking about the church as a whole. I'm talking about the people of God in every country, every nation, everywhere, as a whole has had its hair cut. 
Yes, we've seen bit here and a bit there of little miracles here and there and we've seen healings and we've seen some things but we have not seen the signs and wonders that we were meant to see. We have not quite got there yet. And it says that they, they bound Samson and gouged out his eyes. And that's what's happened. The enemy has come in and bound with religious legalism. Not this place. This place is quite free. But I'm talking about as a whole. Religious legalism that has stopped people from believing in themselves that what God has placed within them is more than enough for what we need to get the job done. It is more, do you think God would send us out when Jesus says, I've given you authority. We, we can see it, it, look, turn to Matthew 10. Let's start off there. And this is before they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says to them, Matthew 10, 1, and when he call, had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Okay, if you look down on 7 and 8, and he goes on, um, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, Raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely give. Okay, that's just one scripture. Now, you notice there it says, he gave them authority, right? The authority in his name. The authority comes with the name of Jesus. And it comes with relationship. Not everybody gets to use just in Jesus' name, that's it. That's why in the book of Acts... You see that when they were trying to do that, we can look at that after. For the sake of time, we won't go through all that. But the demons chased after them saying, I knew Jesus, I knew Paul, but who are you? All right, so authority comes with relationship, right? And he gave them power. He gave them power, okay? And so they were able to go out there and accomplish what he said. Now, if we look at Luke 9, 1 and 10, if you've got Bibles with you or um, does anyone have Bibles nowadays or is it all on phone? Few people actually have a Bible. That's awesome. I'm not the only one. That is great. What did I say, Luke 9? Turn to Luke 9, 1 and 2. And we are told here, then he called his 12 disciples together, gave them power and authority. Again, here we hear that. Over all the demons to cure diseases, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. This was what God wanted right from the start. He kept repeating this, kept repeating it. All you have to do is turn the page to Luke 10. And he goes on, Luke 10, um, 19. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Okay, then turn with me to Mark. 
Mark 16, you know it. See how he's repeating this over again, over again, over and over. He's making it clear that this is what I want you to do. He was teaching them at that stage. He was teaching them before he left for the three years. Now listen to this. And he says, and he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptised will be saved and he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. That's you and me. Who, do we have any believers here? Yeah. Okay. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, if he had just stopped there, but this is the part that excites me. Go down to verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere and the Lord working with them, confirming the word through the accompany of signs. Amen. He confirmed. He didn't just say, here, go and do it. It's your problem. Sort it out yourself. He confirmed what they preached because unfortunately man has to see. They don't always just believe. They have to see it. They have to see the signs and wonders, right? And so far the church, it started off well in Acts, but bit by bit we started to believe that it was Maybe it was just for the book of Acts. So what was the Holy Spirit for? Why are we still being filled with the Holy Spirit? Which is a whole another topic for another day. But it was not just for them. It was for us as well. As we go out with the authority, with the power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what I, I um, uh, noticed here was that when he was sending them out before the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which if you turn to Acts 1, you see, uh, just turn to that first and we'll have a look at that. Turn to Acts 1. You probably get there before me because I have to turn pages and you just flick. Is that what they do? I used to have one of those old mobile phones and my granddaughters who are also technology-minded, one of the little ones picked up my phone one day and she was going, no, no, nothing's happening, it's broken. No, mine you actually have to press buttons. <laughs> another, another time, um, we, we still, we had a, a phone. This is how much, how, how much our children, how technology has affected our kids. We had a normal house phone and um, the, the phone rang and I picked it up. It was my daughter ringing to see how her kids were behaving, which at that stage they weren't. And I told her, 
Um, and anyway, she said, can I talk to them on the phone? So I called one up, I gave them the phone, and she looked at it and she went, where do I talk? <laughs> what? Oh, really? Okay. Okay, so have a look at Acts. Acts 1. Okay, and this is what Jesus says. Jesus says to them, uh, where shall we start? Okay, at 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. For John baptised with water, but you shall be baptised with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, if you look down to, go down to 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Okay, so... If they're going to the ends of the earth, all right, that means us as well. We couldn't expect just these guys to go to the ends of the earth. All right, now when we look at chapter 2, which we won't go there for today, but up to now, Jesus has been giving them power. He's given them the authority. He's given them the power to do this. Now... They are filled with it. They are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. From here on, from the book of Acts on, you will see that they were filled, they, were, they received the Holy Spirit, which enabled them to go out and do the signs and wonders. Every time you see them preaching the gospel, you see signs and wonders. You see something happening. And the people were amazed and they knew that it had to be God. These men can't do this. They're not educated. They, they're just, they're, they can't do this. There's got to be God. Now, where did we get lied to? And told that that's gone. Is it not the same Holy Spirit? Is it not the same power? Do you think God has lost his power? Has he weakened with old age? Is he not capable of confirming the signs and wonders as we go out and do things? I really felt that God was saying, this is the same spirit, and if you look in, um, in Roman, Romans 8.11, it says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling in you. How much more do we want? If, the, if he can raise Christ from the dead, can he not do other things? Do you think he's lost his power? It's for us now, guys. It, is, it can still happen now. I don't think we realise how much we have inside us. We are not just human. We're superhuman. We have a power within us that is a power of God. How much more do we want? 
the Spirit. If you just stop and think that, I love that scripture. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Just stop and say that a minute. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. We need to have a revelation of that. We've heard it. Sometimes you hear the word of God and you hear it over and over and you, it just becomes something or something that you've heard from, from kindergarten on, from, from uh, Sunday school on, children's church, what do they call it nowadays? And, and, and it's just become, for God so loved the world that he gave you the, you know, I've heard that for years and years and years. But when we get into the word of God, we've got to allow him to give us revelation. It's not more knowledge we need. We have a lot of knowledge. We need a revelation of the word. Because it's only by revelation that, that things change. It can change your whole life when you get a revelation. Okay? It can turn your whole life around when God gives you a word, when he gives you a revelation. Suddenly it's opened up and suddenly they're not words, but it's jumping out of the page and it's speaking to you and it's changing and it's transforming. That's what makes the difference. Yeah? I just felt God saying in this, the time has come. Actually, before... I go on to that. In what, have a look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 4.20. I know there's a lot of scriptures, but I want to show you something. 4.20, and this is what he's saying. For the kingdom of, kingdom of God is not just words, but power. Okay. And this here again, he, he's, Paul is talking about the, the power that goes behind it. Everywhere he went, it was demonstrated by the power of God. Not just with the word. Yes, the word. Yes, we preach the word. We share the word. But there's a power that goes behind it. There's the power. And God promised that he, he will confirm it. As we read before at the end of, um, of the book of Mark, he went confirming what they were preaching with signs and wonders. I tell you what, what I was sharing before, I was saying Samson had his hair cut off, all right? That's the church as a whole. But I tell you, Samson's hair is starting to grow. And when his hair began to grow, he was able to destroy the enemy. I tell you, church, that Samson's hair is beginning to grow because we're getting closer and closer to the time that Jesus is going to return. And he is going to return. He said so. And if we don't believe that, then forget it. Don't believe the rest of it. He is coming back. I don't know when, but the time is drawing closer. And there's a stirring. I can hear. I can hear the lion. He came first as a lamb of God, but now he's going to come as a lion of the tribe of Judah. And I can hear that lion begin to stir. 
It's getting ready to roar. And I know, and there, there's got to be uh, uh, this filling, this this is why the church is being stirred up. In many places, we start to see a stirring of the Holy Spirit. That song that we were singing before about revival. There's, a, there's starting to be a hunger within people. I want to see more. I want more. I want more. And... That as, as we take that, as we, like I said, Samson's head beginning to grow, the enemy's plans can be destroyed. We're going we're gonna to see all those lies destroyed. We're going to be able to walk out and say, I am a daughter of the Most High God. I am a son of the Most High God. And lay hands on the sick. It's, uh, you know... Why are churches not packed? Why are people not standing at the door, breaking the doors down? Because they don't see anything. We feel the presence of God. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But one miracle. If you went out there and started laying hands on the sick and they were healed, and they were delivered and set free, believe me, they would drag everyone else in. And as we start to get that revelation and that refilling and that if we can just stop and grasp who we really are and what we have within us, we are containers, we are vessels that God can work through and he wants to. And I just feel that God would be so grieved to think, look what the enemy's done to my children. You know, if someone comes and hurts your children, mums and dads, you're not happy. He has blocked their ears and, and, and blinded them. They don't realise who they are anymore, but this is what the stirring is about now. We're starting to realise. We're starting to, to get hungry. So today, we need, to, we need to be convinced that what we have within us, we need to have that revelation. We need perhaps a fresh infilling and then go out and start to dare to do what God has told us to do. Oh, but what if they don't get healed? But what if they do? What if you lay hands on a, on a drug addict that's been trying and trying and trying and has been in rehab after rehab and suddenly they get set free? What if? How will we know if we don't try? You're only a vessel. Don't forget. It's, oh, uh, it's just little old me. No, it's not. You have the power of God flowing from you when you open yourself up to God. Lord, let it flow. Let it flow. Do whatever you want. And watch what he can do. The time has come. The time has come. Worship team, you can come back if you want. Aren't they a wonderful team?
They're, they're amazing. They're amazing. So today, I just want to invite you as we sing, uh, uh, as the worship team lead us into more worship or whatever else they're going to do, just allow God to, to give you a revelation of what you, you have within you and to be filled just be filled. Just allow him to just fill you, refill you, and refill you to the top and overflowing. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you love us so much. That you have not given up on us, Lord. I thank you the power that raised Jesus from the dead that is, is living in us, Lord. I thank you that you just didn't send us out powerless, but you placed yourself in us. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for every person here. I pray, Lord, for every hungry heart to be filled. Thank you, Lord.